So here we go. Here we go. Okay. Welcome everybody to Bliss Fully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in the world of fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and I am joined, as always, by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hello. Howdy. So y'all, uh, Supernatural, that sure did happen. Yeah. Sure it did, buddy. just kept happening, too. I, I, I would like to, to uh, start this episode, actually, uh, with an apology to Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Because in the last episode, we we kind of good-naturedly ragged on him a little bit for his acting in in the confession scene where Castiel professes his love, and he kind of has a stone face through the whole thing, and we were like, oh, he's not that great an actor, I guess. Turns out, turns out we were wrong, because the, uh, the fucking CW Deep State <laughs> engineered some footage mm-hmm. <laughs> to cover up the gay love or something. I don't know. We'll get into it. But just apology, Jensen. Yeah. You're, we, we take it back. I still do want to tease you, though, because you do still look constipated in other episodes where there is no cutting. But, you know. Credit where credit's due. Apparently this one wasn't him. Yeah. Yes. And, and it does make me think that maybe they just cut his emotions sometimes. <laughs> It's possible, because like, the director's probably telling him, like, you are a stone, you feel yeah. nothing, you are burning alive on the inside, but you are passive, like an oak tree. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, my, dire- my director right. has just told me to not act, so here we go. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Anyway, first Maybe. off, uh, the finale. So that happened. And it sucked. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Nobody. Shippers, non-shippers. Wincest, Destiel. Casual fans, non-casual fans. Are there casual fans of Supernatural anymore? I don't know. (laughs) But I can imagine that if, man, like, maybe you're just a fucking... I don't know. I was gonna say, like, maybe you're, like, a family with, like, I don't know, 14-year-old kid and you just Mm. watch it or whatever. But then I'm like... No family in America just watches TV around, like, on a couch at the same time anymore. Mm, that's true, yeah. They're, all the kids have got their Snapchats out, and they're yeah, always they're in their not... rooms, too afraid to make eye contact with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that was the thing, man. Like, this was not, like, a Game of Thrones, where it went from kind of being a niche fandom to catapulting to, like, worldwide phenomenon status, and so by the time they were finishing it, like, everyone in the world yeah. was was gathered around to watch season eight of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. No, this was this was quite the opposite, where the show might have started with a broad appeal, and as it lumbered on, <laughs> limping and gasping for 15 long years, yeah. they, they wore themselves down to a really tight, core yeah. of followers. Insane people. Yeah. And I say that with all the love in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I have hung on to some, some bad shit. Long yeah. after it has jumped the shark. It's like putting your zombie friend down. Yeah. Oh. Like in yeah. the back of your mind, you're like, they can go back to being like they were. I they can I can save them. They'll oh my go god, back. yeah, you're right. Oh my god. <laughs> And the rational part of you is like, no, you gotta kill them. Like, they're never coming back. They're dead already. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, so let's talk about what actually happened in the finale. Yeah. The, the, the plot decisions. Mm, the plot decisions. Because, as stated, none of us, of all three of us, have watched the final season of Supernatural. Mm-mm. But we have kept abreast, I guess, of oh, the stuff. You. We have kept up to date on some of the stuff that... Uh, well, all of this stuff, because, you know, Destiel going canon kind of draws your fucking attention mm-hmm. when the American election hangs in the balance. So, from what I gather, the penultimate episode, season 15, episode 19, called Inherit the Earth, was, like, basically the finale. So the penultimate episode was when all the big earth-shattering shit went down, and it, like, basically kind of wrapped up nicely. Yeah, they killed God. They killed God, and then Lucifer's son, Jack, was the new God, and stuff. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And so, um, 
for episode 20, the finale, they had like a two hour time slot and a lot of fans were like, huh, I wonder what the last two hours are going to be because it feels like we're kind of (laughs) done. So like maybe it will just be a nice, like, you know, low key send off, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of impassioned monologuing and talking about the importance of found family and Mm -hmm. sticking together and persevering. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but people were curious because they were like, what could it possibly be? We've we've killed God, we've done the full Shinji Ikari and rebooted the universe. What else could we do? And so it turns out what what they decided to do was have, at least for the first half of the episode, have a monster of the week. So back to the roots? Yeah, like the the standard early formula for a supernatural episode was the brothers roll into town. There's some spooky X-Files shit going on. They battle the monster, they defeat the monster, and they move on. None of those characters or stories probably ever come back in a meaningful way. It's just a way to fill 60 minutes and carry on. Mm-hmm. Fucking that pun was unintended, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's how it starts and okay hey get this so bliss uh just just tell me what you think they the villain they went with for their final monster of the week just guess uh werewolf nope stupider <laughs> lake monster no nope stupider harpy <laughs> no still stupider okay one more guess uh, I'm gonna go with small child for 100. No, no. that might have actually been better. They that went with enough. vampire mimes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, vampire mimes. They're like mute vampires or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're clowns at the... Yeah, they were also clowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were yeah. clowns at the fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were also vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they were hiding as clowns mm-hmm. or something. Well, they should have just hidden as mimes. Yeah, well, silent clowns. I don't know if that technically counts as a mime if you don't have a beret and a striped shirt. Mm. But there you go. Terrifying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. So, for the first hour of their finale, it's a very boilerplate Monster of the Week episode. There's, like, some brief references, I guess, to the fact that they saved the world or all of creation or whatever. I don't know how high the stakes were. And that cast is gone. And that cast and someone else is gone, Jack. Jack. Jack is ascended, I guess, into heaven, so he's not around anymore. But, you know, he lives with all of us in our hearts, <laughs> like Jesus. Because <laughs> he's God now. Yeah. So he would have to be. Yeah. Okay. So he's Jack Jesus. It's basically the same. And so that happens. And they have like their final confrontation with the clown mime vampires in this like abandoned barn. I'm just going to fucking tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. So they are like in a fist fight with these clown mime vampires. <laughs> uh-huh. Some point Dean is shoved or pushed or backs into a post that has, like, an exposed, rusty screw sticking out of it. Like a big screw? It's rebar. Rebar? Okay. And here's the thing. The the wound that this thing could have caused to him is not as lethal as the show is pretending that it is. Mm -mm. Because at first he doesn't even realize he's been impaled. And then as, like the situation becomes more dire he's like oh my god i think this thing is the only thing keeping my internal organs together and stuff a piece of rebar and it's like <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it is like you remember um the last of us when joe gets like impaled through the kidney with some rebar yeah. it is like it is smaller than that oh. mm-hmm. like it is a large screw like i don't even think it's correct to call it rebar i don't know what you would call this thing it's like a house nail like a, a large nail that they use for housing frames mm. and so he's there and it's like stuck into kind of like his low back like i don't think it went through his ribs or anything so at the very worst it's like punctured a kidney it's punctured his stomach maybe but like he's not bleeding out there he's not coughing up blood or anything no he's not bleeding out a huge amount and he's just like no sammy i'm done for <laughs> just leave me here <laughs> and sam's like no man i'm gonna call an ambulance and he's like nah 
This is it. I'm 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 dead. This is what does me in, man. He literally sits there dying for like ten minutes. Monologuing. Monologuing about how much he loves his little brother, and like that's nice and everything, but like he, medical professionals could be here by now. Yeah. And yeah, there, it was a, it was an affair. There's yeah. There's probably a fucking ambulance just outside. And he's not like deteriorating. As the scene is progressing, no. I guess he's kind of getting a little tired, <laughs> but like his color isn't draining. He's not coughing up blood. He's not getting weaker. He's not losing focus or anything. It just seems when he dies that he's like faking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like pretending to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I think the implication is that Sam just leaves his body there. Yeah. Well, uh. For like some kids to find? <laughs> Well, like, in the show, they always talk about how they can't really... They can't be on the grid. Yeah. So, but, like, that's also flubbed a lot, so it's a little weird. But, like, that's fine. But he could, like, let's He say... could carry him. Sam's, like, three times the size but of him. Let's he could just... say <laughs> this is a mortal injury. Okay. Like, it nicks an artery, and he bleeds out in two minutes. Could he then not call... 911 anonymously and be like there's a body in the barn on such and such street and then hang up uh, like, at least then his brother could get a decent burial as a John Doe I mean I don't know I haven't watched the show in like 8 years I, I know I'm just again from what I understand it seems like Dean's body is just left to rot in the yeah, barn which is like a so, metaphor for this show <laughs> no <laughs> yeah <sighs> okay so um that happens and that's like the yeah. midway point of the finale it's meant to be they're like they're shocking ned stark death you know yeah. you're supposed to be like oh i never saw it coming blah fucking blah which is stupid because you know if you go back and rewatch season one of game of thrones ned stark's death is actually very heavily telegraphed yeah they just mm-hmm. you the audience don't think they have the balls to go through with it exactly. because Sean Bean is the only actor you recognize. Yeah. Old scene and Bean. That's where part of the shock comes in mm-hmm. that they're actually making good on the foreshadowing they have done. But every other show in the fucking world saw that and was like, what people liked about this was the senseless murder of one of their favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's where we are now, television-wise. Yeah, no shit. And, uh... What happens next is that Dean goes to heaven. And in his heaven, that's nice. There is his, it? his old father figure who's not his actual abusive dad, even though his actual abusive dad is apparently in heaven. Yeah, he's there. We don't see him, <laughs> but he's there. Shouldn't be for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. So is his mom apparently that Well, his mom deserves to be there. It is implied in one line that Castiel is there too. Mhm. We never see him. Nope. We never talk about him again. Mhm. But it is briefly implied. You never see him? No. No. After he is annihilated by Inky Goop Hell, he is never seen again. And I get that, like, COVID kind of fucked this up for everybody. I get that. But no. <laughs> I don't I don't really cut don't it that much slack. That. Yeah. Because you could at least talk about him. But the- Just have him, like, standing far away and waving. <laughs> clarify that yes he is there like yeah. again it is it is vague what happens is that dean asks someone i think it's bobby dean asks bobby yeah like because apparently heaven is different now and stuff because jack is in charge mm-hmm. and so dean asks bobby like is this what all heavens are like and he's like nah this is just for you but my boy he's a real <laughs> twangy southerner guy he's sweet Aww, bobby. I love bobby and apparently Cass helped in constructing this heaven for Dean. Literally, the line is, Cass helped. And that's all we hear from him. Okay, so he's in heaven. Also, his car is in heaven. Okay, well, his car, like, his car is in heaven because he wants it to be in heaven. It's not, his car is still on Earth. (laughs) The physical car is not in heaven, but he has has a copy of his car (laughs) in heaven. Can you imagine... Dean dies. Sam has to leave his body. He goes out to the parking lot and the car is gone. <laughs> There's just like some Back to the Future tire skins like, in the parking lot. Yay! Okay, act two. Basically, Dean is in heaven in a like permanent state of Budweiser commercial. Like his ideal <laughs> heaven is 
hanging out in a cabin with his father figure, working on his car, and, like, looking out at the land pensively. And driving his car. Yes. Going on long, manly road trips to be sad and alone. Yep, because that's what men do. We don't see him with anyone else. Not with his father, not with his mother, not with Cass, so on. Meanwhile, on Earth, Sam marries and has kids. We do not know who his wife is. Nope, she's blur. She is not worthy of a mention. Nope, no name. She is not named or shown or any of that. Nope. Uh, He has a child, at least one child, that he names Dean. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is in fast-forward montage. Yep. Like, because this is the goal, right? This is what they've always wanted, to be able to hang up their, their fucking hunting shoes and, and settle down and have a have a life with people that they love and care about, right? Well, it's what Sam's always wanted. Okay, well, it's what Sam wants. Dean actually has wanted to die the whole time. Yeah, he's sort of so... been passively suicidal. <gasps> so this is, theoretically, Sam's happy ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm, this is yep. what he wanted. Yep, that's what he wanted since season one. And it's being fast-forwarded through. Yep. Like, like this is like Joel fast-forwarding through a guy's suicide note. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Like this, like that's shocking to me. And so mm-hmm. then Sam is getting older with a really bad wig. With a really bad wig and like an old man cardigan in what I guess is like 2050. Yeah, but old like men still wear these cardigans. <laughs> but like no makeup. So he still has a young, He's like, 40-something like face. And some rugged face, yeah. And reading glasses. <laughs> and reading to glasses. show that time has passed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of dies in his bed one day. After Baby Dean, Baby like, Dean. gives him permission to die. Yeah. Well, the way it always works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, like, dies of just nondescript old man sickness. In his, like, 60s. Yeah, like, not that old. Like, in his late 50s, early 60s, it looks like. And is immediately reunited with Dean in heaven. He's young now. None of the the happy ending he got to live through really affected his non-corporeal being, apparently, because he's now just Jared Padalecki age in heaven, having had no life experience, I guess, since he had his fucking wife and child. No, didn't matter. They hug, they get into the car, and they drive. And that's the end. Yep. There has been no character progression. No. They have abandoned all of their relationships and their responsibilities and the people who loved and cared about them to just be weirdly codependent forever in heaven, riding around in their ultimate emblem of American masculinity car. Mm-hmm. Love that car. And that's the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sure is a way to end a 17-year-old TV show. 15. I, I was wrong. It's only 15 years old. But yeah, it sure yeah, is. Yeah, it sure is. I really love how, because in the penultimate episode, when they kill God, which is something that they did. <sighs> okay. But, you know, when they kill God, what happens is that they now are no longer slaves to the narrative. That God has written for that them. That God has written for them. They so have they don't, free will now. Yeah. They don't have to be hunters anymore. They can be whatever they want. Dean, I guess, just wants to die. Like, okay. None of the people he met or cared about or none of them had any effect or change on him. He didn't grow at all, apparently. No. He just still wants to fucking die, and he doesn't care about any of them. Yeah, which, like, it made sense in the earlier seasons, but also, uh, wasn't really true anymore in the later seasons, because he, like, fought like hell every time he was trapped. Because, like, in the earlier seasons, he, like, of course, runs into mortal danger all the time and sam's the one who's like no stop and dean's like i don't care like what's what's the worst that could happen i die who cares but like later on especially after Cass, not for nothing he doesn't act like that anymore he fucking has character growth he he and like not a lot this is still this is still supernatural (laughs) this is still a cw show But he does have a little bit of character growth. And I'm saying this is somebody who didn't even see past season eight. But I know that it was there. There was a a post on Twitter that observed the following. That had the pilot episode never happened. Like, 
just the beginning of the series that sets off this chain of events doesn't happen. This is still how both of these characters' lives would end. Mm-hmm. Dean would recklessly die young and alone, and Sam would have a mediocre wife and kids marriage and then die lonely. Yeah. <laughs> or at least die without his brother. Yeah, but die he without his brother. But he wouldn't have cared as much because it wasn't 15 years later of, like, bonding again with his brother. Because actually, at the beginning of the series, they're estranged. But then Dean comes in with his hunter bullshit, and then immediately Sam's fiance dies, and they go hunting. <laughs> so, ta da. <laughs> so, it's weird. Because basically all they did was try and just make it so that the whole series hadn't happened, but with more man pain. Which isn't great for for the characters, or for your writing, or for the audience, or anything. Well, so, this is on the, the shipping train, but do you think that hypothetically he didn't care about living this time because Cass was gone now? That's possible that's possible the episode does not indicate that at all no the writing no he doesn't seem that bothered you can you can interpret that through subtext but that is definitely not in the textual reality of the show yeah like he's not like particularly mopey or anything no in fact he's excited about pie because it's a pie festival that they're going to and one of his only character traits is that he likes pie yeah he likes pie, he likes his car, he likes his brother, and he likes his angel boyfriend. And those are the only things that Dean Winchester has ever written into his character. I have a lot of issues with that. I really like Dean Winchester, and I think that he had more potential. But, you know, CW. So that happened, because we, yeah. we haven't even gotten fucking started yet. No. <laughs> so the finale aired, and then, like, Soon after, or that same day? No, it's like three days later. Okay, it's three days-ish later. The final few episodes are still airing internationally, particularly in Latin America. Apparently, if I've understood correctly, the show is dubbed into Spanish in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then the Mexican-Spanish dub is what is distributed throughout Latin America. Mm -hmm. So in, like, Chile and Argentina, they get it in Mexican-Spanish. In Central America... Blah, blah, blah. And they are a couple episodes behind. So we are now back at season 15, episode 18, the one where Castiel has this gay dramatic love confection in the last scene. This is where the Destiel deep state stuff starts showing through Mm -hmm. the seams, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I need to explain the exact lines here. First off, Cass says, Te amo. When he says, I love you. Well, yeah, that's, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's romantic. Yes, it's not. Yes. It's not hey, Kiero. It's not is, like. Well, he meant it in a romantic in English, though. I don't know. I just feel like you're trying to drop this on me enough. No, no. But the thing is, is that you could, like, Misha said that. But, like, the writers in CW can be like, whatever. They're just bestie in, best friends. In English, we overuse the word love so much that there is plausible deniability that it could be a non-romantic form of love when one person says to another person, I love you. Mm-hmm. Same in French. In French, you say j'aime, which means I like. And if you want to tell someone that you love them, you say je t'aime. You don't really say I love you, je te dois, unless, like, it, you cannot say je dois, like I adore it's the same word basically mm-hmm. and have that be non-romantic in french same one assumes in spanish you can't say te amo and have there be plausible deniability that that is anything but romantic love yeah a little bit because mm-hmm. the non-romantic way to say that is te quiero which is a platonic way to convey the same emotion i guess mm-hmm. so that happens he has the same confessional speech about how dean not only taught him to love but taught him to love all of creation and took him from an unfeeling robot that hadn't ever loved or cared about humanity to a thinking feeling being you know filled with awe for god's wonders and shit 
Specifically Dean. <laughs> Specifically Dean and that, that meaty cock he must be stuffed in my pants. <laughs> and yes, when he says I love you, the line in English is I love you. He says it in Spanish, te amo. And uh, so I got the line that, uh, the line in English that Jensen Ackles Dean says back to him is don't do this, Cass. Don't, like... <laughs> Like, begging him not to confess? <laughs> Almost. It sounds more like he's telling him not to leave. Yes, like he's asking him to not die. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, don't be a drama queen. But also could be read as him saying, please don't <laughs> Don't confess. tell me that don't, I... Don't ruin this. But in the Spanish dub, the line is very different. The line is, yo a ti, which yo a ti. is Spanish for, and I, you, is his response to te amo. So he says, ditto. Basically. Basically. Yes. That's what that slang is. Yes. <laughs> well, Dean's not good at emotions. That's still pretty on character for him to sit, basically ditto his boyfriend. And they also, they have a limited amount, because this is a dub and not a sub, they have a limited amount of, like, mouth movements yeah. that they have to work with mm. to fit in the line into the original English length. Especially, yeah. you know, Jensen didn't really talk much in, in well, the original. Okay, but here's where here's where the fucking Tin Hattery comes in. So everyone's like, oh my god, he, he accepts and reciprocates, acknowledges this love confession in the Spanish dub. How could this be? <laughs> and then people start realizing that the, like, if you lip-read Jensen Ackles, the, like, don't do this cast doesn't fit with the, like, original lip-reading. And it's because he had to ADR in some lines from, like, his house mm-hmm. in a closet <laughs> over his phone. So now people are like, oh my god, the original line was something like that in English. Like, I love you too, or me too, or something, or ditto. <laughs> And, like, they fucking forgot to tell their international distributors that the line had changed. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. <laughs> Taking out yeah. the, the fucking homo. Yeah. They had yes to the homo and changed their minds. And fucking, through their own incompetence, forgot to remove it, was the theory. Yeah. And so, so, follow me into the weeds here even more for a moment. <laughs> So now, if you're an insane person and you want to find out what's happened here, if you really look at the scene, like, you can tell it's been heavily edited. You can tell it's been heavily edited because, like, theoretically, like, it's an emotional scene, and as it goes on, both actors are, like, tearing up more and more towards the end. And so there are several cuts on Jensen Ackles in particular where he is not crying, and then it cuts to a different angle, and he is crying, like, eyes wet with tears, crying. And then it cuts back immediately, and he's no longer crying. So they're like- So they reload it. Yeah, they, they yeah. fucking reload it, but with gays this time! <laughs> yeah. It's gay Raylo. It's so, Galo! So people are like, oh my god, like, they've totally- they've edited around the, this confession part! Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, like, becoming flat earthers, but for the Destiel <laughs> deep state, like, yeah. they are- And so- and so now, 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 uh, people are like, oh my god, like, was this, like, a rogue translator? Like, <laughs> was this person- was this just someone who took the situation into their own head? Same. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, fuck you, I'm gonna make it gay, fire me. Like, <laughs> and people are like, no, this would have to have been in the original script. Like, that's how subtitling and dubbing works. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are given scripts to translate from because you don't always, you can't always hear exactly what an actor's saying. Or sometimes, like, when you're translating stuff, there is just stuff in certain languages that sounds clunky in another language. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if you were to translate it perfectly, it just sounds fucking awkward and clunky. And sometimes you can't ever get around that. Like, there are more restrictions when you're dubbing something as opposing to subtitle it, because you have to follow, like, the rhythm of the conversation, and you only have as long as however much dialogue the actor actually says. Like, here's a really good example from a hundred years ago. But uh, did you ever see The House of Flying Daggers? Yeah. Okay, it's a Chinese movie. Uh, in Mandarin, and 
so for purposes of just understanding this, so there is a girl in a tea house. I think it's a tea house. There is a girl who is a dancer. And in the English dubbed version of this scene with her and another character, mm -hmm. the male main character asks her, like, do you have any talents or something along the lines of that? And her response is, I dance. Or like, I'm, I'm a dancer. And so the Mandarin word for dance mm -hmm. is boo, like B-U. And so her mouth makes that shape, like ooh shape. And that is nothing like the English word dance. Mm -mm. There's no way to convincingly fake that a person is saying the word dance with that mouth shape. So what they do is that they have the English actress say, I do dance. And they hide the dance in the cut, like going back, <laughs> going back to the male actor's face. So she really quickly says dance, like in between the frames <laughs> of mm -hmm. the cut back to the male actor's face. Because sometimes there's no pretty solution if you have to, if you're dubbing it. <laughs> so, yeah. And so also, uh, apparently the line is similar now, both in the Italian and the, the Indian translations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in Italian it's me too. Yeah, Italian it's me too, and in mm -hmm. Indian it's I'm yours, Cass. Which is really fucking gay. Apparently. I've not confirmed this for myself. I have seen the Spanish dub with mine own eyes. Yeah. I have not seen the Italian or Indian one. Also, I don't know what language in Indian. Probably Hindi, but I don't know. Yeah. It just says Indian. Yeah, Indian's not a language. BT dubs, white people. And so, 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 yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. now, there, now there is a fucking conspiracy. There is a Twitter revolution. People are big mad. And they have a lot of hashtags talking about how this, not only did this show survive on its queer audience yeah. for 15 years, they were queer baited mercilessly. And like in the OG meaning of the term queer baited, mm -hmm. not in like a good omens sort of way where <laughs> they were very obviously in love and they just, you know, it wasn't a romance, so they don't kiss on screen. But, you know, they go on fucking dates. They go on dates with each other. <laughs> okay, babe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I am mad about people using words incorrectly and Me thereby too. diluting their meaning. Mm, uh, yeah. Because language is about fucking precision and saying what I want with as few words as possible. Mm -hmm. Fucking words mean things, people. Why use many word when few word do trick? <laughs> Ditto. So, um... <laughs> that was fucking funny, <sighs> fuck you. <laughs> and so, yes, they, they queer-baited people for a long fucking time because they intentionally, purposefully wrote in this sexual tension between Dean and Cass. <laughs> they joked about it, they referenced it, they played with it for a long, long, long time. Fifteen years. To to keep their queer fandom engaged, but not enough to repel their general audience, I guess. Who is like, what, nine people? Yeah, like, I, that's the thing. Like I said previously, I don't know who the general audience for this show is anymore at year 15. It's like asking, like, who's still watching Grey's Anatomy yeah. at year 15? Jesus. Who are you people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're having a COVID season right now. That's insane. Yeah. I stopped watching after Meredith purposefully drowned. That, that's, I would say, on par to Dean getting, like, impaled on rebar. Yeah. Yeah. She falls in the water, goes, bleh, and then drowns. <laughs> but she's still there. Same So piece. she's not dead, I don't think. No, she, yeah. They sur they resurrect her or whatever. Resuscitate. Grey's Anatomy's gotten super strange. She's jumped the shark many times. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, now, now there is basically, like, a lot of really sort of touching things have come out of this. Like, the Supernatural fandom is is raising money for the Trevor Project mm -hmm. and all of these queer Aww. charities. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they had, like, $40,000 the last time I checked for the yeah. Trevor Project and stuff. And basically campaigning, I guess, to, like, I don't think they want, like, I don't know, the script released or the, the CW. The dailies. The dailies, <sighs> yeah, all the takes from set those days that day they are just basically wanting the cw to know that they're fucking bummed that they were going to come clean on 15 years of queer baiting like decided it was too much 
and then erased it from the finale or whatever, the last couple episodes. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was basically queer erasure at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, not basically, that's exactly what it is. That's what it is. That is a textbook example of queer erasure. And, like, as I said for the last time, the most non-threatening gay ship of all time. Mm -hmm. Two white, handsome, masculine men just who are in love with one another. Like, God, nobody's even a challenging form of queer, you know? Nobody's, like, super effeminate or, you know gender non-conforming and it's it's very accessible it does not become more accessible than fucking love simon (gasps) times two (laughs) yeah but it gets weirder (laughs) this is where the strange fishy oddness gets bizarre (laughs) well before we get to that stephen colbert let's take a moment for ads and we're back okay ladies Laid on me. Um, so, first off, uh, Misha, like, immediately does, like, a Q&A, live like, stream. live stream panel, and he's basically like, well, what are they gonna do, fire me? And, like, talks about how fucking gay Cass is and all this stuff. But then I think he realized that they can take him to court. <laughs> so- <laughs> NDA. <laughs> So, so he puts out videos that are like, okay, guys, don't harass anybody. Don't be chill. Everybody be cool. And like I said previously, um, Jensen Ackles, Dean's actor, is going to be on season three of The Boys, which Eric Kripke is a producer on. Yeah. So he can't, who is the original showrunner of Supernatural. Mm -hmm. So he can't quite come out and be like, season finale was really different and here's all the original lines that I have on my phone because I had to dub them for COVID. Yeah, that's what I was getting to is that apparently Jensen Ackles has like the whole episode, which apparently they filmed a gay ending too. uh, And he has that recorded on his phone. And so that's also like the fandom deep state people that are freaking out are like, release the footage. But like, no, he's going to get in trouble. He can't do that. Back up and explain. Jensen has other gay information and we know that how. Okay. Uh, Hang on, let me go to my notes. (laughs) Okay, so apparently Jensen, on set, asked a crew member to record him and Misha on his phone because he wanted to remember the scene, like, before editing. And he says that they cut a lot of his reaction, but didn't specify further. Also, there are shots from that scene that appear in the promo, but not in the final scene. So a lot of material was definitely cut from the confession scene in episode, or sorry, season 15, episode 18. Okay, okay. I track, I see. Oh, and uh, sorry, just apparently the confession scene was the first scene that was written of season 15, and Misha knew about it a year prior to filming. Wow. No wonder he's the way he is. Anyway, that's not important. Okay, so, so Misha, like, this whole time... Is Instagram doing, like, live. Well, yeah. Basically, he's just he's running interference, and he's just going on and making sure nobody like tries to put a hit out on Kripke or anything. But then Jensen and Jared are incredibly quiet this whole time. They're not on social media at all. They don't have anything to fucking say. And then the costume designer posts a photo on Instagram. There's a handprint of blood on Dean's shirt that goes over the handprint that is Cass's handprint left on his shoulder. The scar. The yeah, the scar. scar. And she's like, hey, this was something that I did for fun and I really liked it. I thought it was a cool little callback, blah, blah, blah. And Jensen just quietly comments on it, tells her that she's great and that he loved working with her, and that he thought that this was very smart. Sweet and yeah. a, good, a good costuming a moment. A good costuming moment, and that's basically all he has said to this day now on, on any social media platform. He apparently got in trouble because he admitted to not liking the finale at a con. Like months ago. Like months like ago. Like when they were still holding cons. Yeah. I was kind of 
unhappy with the finale, I didn't like how it ended, and everybody, like, yelled at him. Because Supernatural fans are embarrassing. Because Supernatural fans are insane. But, now they're all kind of like, uh, he had a point. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently Jensen was not a fan of how it ended, which, fair, because, again, I haven't watched this show in seven or eight years, and I'm not a fan of how it ended, and I'm a little offended by how they did this. And also, uh, to, to add to the conspiracy bait, Misha Collins, Castiel's actor, was initially contracted to be in 15 episodes and shows up in three. And he was apparently here in Vancouver quarantining to be in the finale and release the tapes! <laughs> exactly. Right? Like fucking release the, the Snyder Cut or whatever. I, I want to see it. I want to know. What did these fucking writers fuck up? Like, like again, I don't... I'm not invested, but I'm a little invested. So, I mean... So I need to recap here, just because yeah. this has been this has been a long and winding road through <laughs> through this shit. So I, I keep fucking making Kansas references without <laughs> meaning to. Uh, okay. So, what happened was, um, Destiel Confession, mm-hmm. super dramatic penultimate episode. People are like, what are, are these final two hours gonna be? Turns out, it's nothing. Dean dies. Sam fast-forwards through his supposedly happy ending, living in misery, having lost everyone, and then <laughs> dies, and finally gets his reward. Like, the reward, the reward here was to die, and be reunited with his weird codependent brother. Which, can I just interject a little bit? Not really the message we want to be sending in 2020. No, I'm going to get back to that. I have I have more to say on how <laughs> shitty the ending is, but I just want to recap what's happened in the last fucking two weeks <laughs> of this show. That happens. It's a colossal fuck-up. It's, it's on the caliber of, like, Dexter or Lost. The only thing I don't think makes it quite like a Game of Thrones-level fuck-up is that the quality was never that good to begin with. Yeah. But it is like Rise of Skywalker, where they've done something that makes no one happy. So here's the thing. If you sit down and you really think about what the finale says thematically, it says that the, the happiest possible ending is one where you just get to stagnate in a timeless adolescence with no responsibilities, no people that you love, or challenge you, or that you built your life with. It's just an endless juvenile road trip with your fucking codependent older brother. Yeah. Dean's heaven is all he ever wanted. They could not imagine him finding that on Earth. He had to die and was ultimately rewarded for that. It's Sam who has the shitty life. Like, what should be his happy ending gets skipped through yeah. because his real happy ending is not growing or changing or getting over his incredible loss and having a wife and child. It's dying and reverting back to his adolescent self and hanging out with his brother in a state of like puerile fantasy. And like that is ultimately what the show landed on. Like the writers couldn't envision them living with their change, like, living with what they had learned and grown into. They couldn't imagine an ending that involved them settling down and, like, paying a mortgage and fucking, I don't know, going to Little League games. Being happy! Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. There's no happiness! For them to live and be happy. Yeah. Dean has to die to be happy, and Sam gets to limp on for 40 extra years, (laughs) and then die and be happy. The woman that he loves, not not named, not identified. Yeah, she's just a blur. She's literally blurry in the background. Yeah, and like, yeah, the only reason I think that they even gave him that was so that he could have a son named Dean. But then that also doesn't matter. But yeah. Like, here's the crazy thing to me. It's also implied that by the time he dies, his son is like a teenager, and he has one of those tattoos on him. Mm-hmm, the yeah. flaming pentagram tattoos but yeah, it's a... that are super edgelordy. And so it's implied that his kid is now a hunter. Yes. And like, fucking why? No. Wasn't that what he wanted to escape? Mm. And like, why would he, why would he subject his son to that? Yeah. 
No, because uh, the entire series, actually, um, maybe not in the later seasons, I wouldn't uh, know why, but the entire series is talking about how, like, hunters don't get to have childhoods, and, like, their lives suck, and what's one more nightmare, the whole thing. Dean just goes on and on about how miserable he is, how much he wants to die. Sam wants nothing more than to not be a hunter and that's why in the at the pilot he's he's estranged from his father and brother because he left and went to college and disappeared and tried to fucking move on with his life and then Dean finds him because dad hasn't been home in a few days and so goes off and ruins his life because then his girlfriend ends up flaming on the ceiling and they they go to be hunters and be sad and miserable. Well, forever. now he's got the shell shock and has to perpetuate the cycle of unhappiness. Yeah. yeah he just, intergenerational trauma is what his character grew into. Hooray. So, like, that's the thing. Like, the writers can't imagine a satisfying ending is having to live with your growth. What is satisfying to them is dying young and bloody because, like, that's the ultimate freedom, man, is going to heaven and just living in a perpetual state of adolescent How indulgence. How heteronormative of them. Mm. That's the thing! Like, yeah, the literal angel doesn't get to go to heaven, but your muscle car does. Yeah. To them, the happiest ending they could come up with was taking them all the way back, regressing them entirely to just total perpetual puerile fantasy like it's it's so male in its idea of happiness and reward like mm. it's just yeah your fucking wife and kids aren't here you get to be young and hot forever and you get to hang out with your buddies drinking beers and driving your car and never achieve anything yeah. fuck you like that's what you want right that's what every straight white american man heaven is a man cave Mm. apparently you yeah and with your dog and your your buddy so that's that and yeah the uh the winces shippers weren't happy either because why would they be you killed them you killed them in miserable unhappy ways and separated them for like what 40 years so like they don't even get to have fun they don't even get to be happy You just made everybody miserable. Like, I would have some modicum of respect. I would still think it was cheapened for shock value. But, like, if the ending was like, oh man, Dean dies, so now Sam has to grow and change, and he gets to at least achieve what he always wanted, like having a family, getting to raise sons... You know, the Eileen girl that he is dating, who is, like, I guess implied to be the woman he marries, but it is not confirmed. Mm. <laughs> like, that any of that matters to him at all? And, like, what is he going to do with his life now that this gaping <laughs> hole where where his, like, thanks, Bliss, fucking hell. Gaping hole where his brother used to be. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> I was going to say, actually... I was going to say about hunting, like, once you've literally killed God, how do you worry about your kid's second grade math test? Yeah. But like, like, Dean, yeah, not yeah. Dean, sorry, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> Sam, uh, like, if the last hour had been him, like, like a real slow character portrait of him, you know, settling down, and he takes his brother's stuff, and he maybe puts it away in a little chest or whatever... And he, like, gets on with his life, and he builds a real family and community around him and his wife. Maybe there's, like, a fucking moment where, like, I don't know how ghosts work in this show, but, like... They don't. Okay, maybe, like, Dean, like, leaves little, like, angel ghost writing, yeah. like, on the mirror or something one morning. Or, like, the, the fucking cars in the back of the garage, and it's been there for 20 years, and then every once in a while it goes, like, beep beep! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or some shit like that, like <laughs> the, the sound of a '67 fucking Chevy. Yeah, no, beep, beep. it's probably but like. <laughs> but the idea that like progress and growth are their own reward, mm-hmm. and 
you know, you can you can remember fondly the people that got you here if they're no longer here, but to the writers of the show, progress and growth are not a reward. They are a punishment mm-hmm. to be escaped. Yeah. Which is why I think they thought they wrote a happy ending, and no one else does. Yeah. Well, the rest of us watched that and were like, wow. Or like... Should I just kill myself? Or like, if fucking, like, Sam basically being a passenger in his own life was shown as traumatic and bad, and like, he can't even recognize his goddamn wife's face. Oh, no! That's horrible, but no, that's framed as very happy and nice, Yeah, that's fine, it's good, don't worry about it. Or, you know, if he gets to heaven, even, and he is old now, because he had to fucking live an old man life. But no, he just gets to go back to being a 30-something-year-old hot hunk of moose. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) So, so yeah, that happened, which is, like, cloaking of the gaze happened. And that is continuing to unravel. People, like, this is, like, fucking Destiel QAnon. Yeah. Like, people are combing through the frames and looking, trying to cross-reference the actors and writers' social media posts and stuff to try and figure out when things were changed and when things weren't changed and all that. And so, yeah, like, uh, they, and yeah, they are now basically, probably to no effect, but are calling out the fucking suits, I guess, at the mm-hmm. CW, whoever's, whatever higher-up made this decision, on basically the erasure of what became a literal queer story in their show, because queer characters deserve their stories told, and queer people deserve to see themselves represented in stories, and, like, they deserve happy stories even, even. like, I'm, as previously stated, not one of those people who thinks that all representation needs to be positive in order to be good. No. Fucking galaxy brain take. But, like, happy endings are are available to queer characters. And again, I think they think they wrote a really happy ending to this show. (laughs) And they super didn't. But anyway, did we talk about the thing? I think we talked about the thing. We talk about the thing? I think we talked about the thing. Until next time when there's some other... Yeah, when there is a fourth supernatural event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this show really fucking supernatural itself when it's dying like 400 times and really kind of losing the impact. Supernatural is elected president of Belarus. And there are riots. Yeah. No shit. Oh. Anyway. Well, my sincerest apologies to all the Supernatural fans out there. I'm sorry that you guys get to to fucking endure apparently a crappy ending like every other TV show. Well, and then a fucking crappy bait and switch. Yeah. Like two weeks Mm. later. Yeah. That's like if we found out that there was a good ending to season eight. They filmed the right ending. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if y'all want to find us online, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Blissfully Show. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Go ahead and just search Blissfully Aware. Three separate words. There you go. And otherwise, until next time. Bye. Peace. Bye. that the average person would consider it a tragedy. I think they'd consider it sad.